Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with author Nicole J. Phillips. She's the author of Kindness is Courageous and Kindness is Contagious, as well as a new one coming out called The Negativity Remedy. Join me as we chat about how we met and why her mission in life is to spread kindness. another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today I am extremely honored that Nicole Phillips is joining me. I met Nicole back in what, October, November when you came and spoke at an event here in Goldsboro and I just immediately just embraced how she embraces kindness. So Nicole, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. Well, thank you, Melissa. I have to tell you, like, I'm all jazzed up from that music at the beginning. Like that opening, I love it. I, I want that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who created that for you? Did you do that? I did that myself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. You are a woman of many talents. I love it. That's fantastic. And, you know, I was grateful you already gave me a tour around your blog cabin because I feel like what an honor to be able to have a spot where we can sit and chat and you know hopefully add a little a little fun and joy to other people's day as well okay so tell us a little bit more about yourself i mean i already introduced you but tell us what your kindness is all about how you okay. got into this yeah you know so when i look at my life i kind of look back over my shoulder at a totally different woman about nine years ago i was on the edge of what anyone would call an alcoholic and so i was a drinker and a smoker and an overeater and i was angry just really had a lot of pent-up anger inside of me angry at my husband uh, a lot of the time and um you know i just felt like i was striving so hard to find my purpose and striving so hard to just kind of step into my peace and my place in the world and I couldn't find it and it was frustrating. And so um, I had an interaction with uh, a young mom and I ended up giving her some money, which was kind of out of character for me, I guess a little bit. It was, you know, she was a total stranger. And um, but I, I had this great feeling, this super high, unlike anything I had gotten from any bad decision I had made. And I just, I thought, wow, what is this? And so I kind of started to, to chase after that. And I started to look for kindness around me, either kindness that I was doing or that was happening to me or that I was witnessing through other people. And I, um, at about that time, had gotten a call from the publisher of our local newspaper in Fargo, North Dakota. And he wanted me to write a column for a new section of the paper. And I said, okay, but can I write about kindness? And can I have people send in their stories of kindness? And it was a wild ride because within, within one year of writing weekly about kindness and being really systematic and really intentional about it, my entire life changed. I totally quit drinking. I quit smoking. I lost 30 pounds. I re-fell in love with my husband. And it was, you know, I haven't looked back since. This just, this, this balloon has just kept growing. And you've taken those columns and put them into books like The Gold Bikini Girl was the girl that you were talking about, that encounter. It's the very first one in your Kindness is Contagious. As you can see, I've already bookmarked a lot of stuff. A lot of, I love that. On Saturday. So, and yeah. it happened, actually, I don't know if you knew this, but you actually, when I received the book, it was actually on my birthday. So you actually did kindness and you didn't even know it. But it actually came on my birthday. So that was an extra birthday present for me. 
Oh, I love it when those things ha fall in line like that. I love that. Oh, I'm so glad. Happy birthday. Right. Thank you. Now, um, you have more than one book, right? So we took the columns from the newspaper and we put them in a first book, which is the one you held up. That's called Kindness is Contagious. And um, 100 Stories to Remind You God is Good and So Are Most People. <laughs> and then um, people seem to enjoy those stories. And they said, you know, I kind of like to read some more. So then we put another 100 stories uh, because now I've written for nine years that column. And um, and so that second book is um, it looks a lot like the blue book, except it's red and it's called Kindness is Courageous. 100 Stories to Remind You People Are Brave and Kind. And those two books I self-published. And the third book that will come out September 1st is called The Negativity Remedy, uh, Create Unlocking More Joy, Less Stress, and Better Relationships Through Kindness. And that is published by Baker Publishing. And so that is, that's my new baby because the first two are stories just to remind you that there's so much kindness happening in the world. But book three is to remind you that the negativity remedy is really each one of us. We're the way to break through the negativity and it starts in our mind. So it's kind of more of a, more of a how-to book. Yeah, I remember when you spoke in Goldsboro last October, November, you were talking about the white dot, no, the black dot and all the white space around it. And what we focus on, if we focus on that one black mark, and that's all we're going to focus on. But if we focus on all that white space, it's your life is going to change. Did you notice after that, that you could say to yourself, this is a black dot or this is the white space? Mm -hmm. Were you yeah. able to take any of that home? Yes. Yes, totally. I mean, I actually wrote a blog post about attending the event and and how much I got out of the event. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad because sometimes just being able to name those negative things in our lives as, yeah, I see it. I'm naming it. It's a black dot, but it doesn't deserve all the attention. It's not going to get all the attention, you know, so sometimes just to name it helps us to kind of park it in another spot. Yeah, because honestly, people that don't know me know, um, don't know that I suffer from really bad anxiety and speaking. And I started this as a challenge. I was in with a mindset coach because trying to change my mindset. And I started this chats in the block cabin as a challenge and never knowing, knowing when I bought the block cabin and converted it to just an office for blogging that I would end up hosting shows from it. Wow. Like that gives me chills that just the possibilities that can be, you know, when your mind snaps into a better place, watch out world. And I just feel like, especially for women, when we stop being afraid of, of our own shadow, uh, we stop being afraid of of other people's shadows. You know, watch out because that's when we can step into power and really make big changes in this world for good. Yeah. So you also have a podcast called the Kindness Podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, the Kindness Podcast I usually do from um, you know behind a closed screen, so it's <laughs> it's an audio. A 20 minute podcast. And um, I look for people with intriguing kindness stories. So some people are, you know, the, the person down the street who just had a really neat kindness experience. And then, um, you know, like last season, we had Jason Mraz, who's a singer whose new album is called Look for the Good. And so I go, I go back and forth between people who other people might know, and then people who just are so refreshing in their views on kindness that those stories have to be shared. Yeah, I know. Um, one of the things I do in December is I give back as, as a legacy for my dad. My dad was a really big person. He always taught us how to give back to the community. Um, my grandmother was blind. And so he was really involved with the Lions Club. He was involved in the military, the veterans. And he died exposure to Agent Orange. So I always make sure I give back to the troops during that time and telling people it's in the memory of my dad. He's a really avid reader. So I try to give back to children and other, you know, free libraries by donating all the books that I get. I don't think I'm donating yours, though. I think I'm keeping yours as a <laughs> donated. Just think of all the light. It will shine on someone mm -hmm. else once you're done with it. It's OK. Yeah. But, you know, but this may be too good of a gym. I may end up buying one and donating it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. 
it's not that I don't want to donate it. It's just I want to keep a copy for myself because it's so uplifting. The stories in there are so uplifting, especially if you're having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. That's really my my thought with it was when I put the first two books together with those hundred stories, I knew how drastically my life changed. Oh, I have a 70 pound golden doodle upstairs. Can you hear her? Her name is Dakota and she's making an appearance. <laughs> it's funny because I don't know if you can hear all this, but now I can hear my 10 year old going, doo, 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 doo. he's running to grab the dog because you know, we're all working from home, right? So yeah. he's running to grab the dog. And cause I said, please try to keep Dakota quiet. And so whatever, if you hear that, I apologize. But yeah, the, you're good. I, I noticed such a drastic difference when I was really intentional about looking for kindness every day. And, you know, I thought if people could read these stories once a day, almost like a daily devotional, or, um, you know, if they're having a bad day, they could just sit down and read two or three of them. They're like three minutes a piece. I wondered if maybe they would have the same sort of life transformation that I had and that there's in that their perspective would would start leaning more toward going first to kindness and second to being offended or things like that. And and that's really what I found with it is that if you can start your day or end your day or at some point in your day, find the kindness, mm-hmm. it changes your brain. And, and science does show us that, that we actually are creating new pathways in our brain every single day based on how we react today. That's mm-hmm. trained our brain on how we're going to react tomorrow. That is so true. And I've heard that by more than one person. So that definitely that's hitting home with me. And you know, they say when you repeat something over and over and you hear it over and over and over again, that's God's way of telling you, Hey, listen, pay attention. Yep. Yep. I, it usually takes a two by four for me, you know, like, hello. <laughs> but now let's talk a little bit about, um, how you got into the writing and everything, because I know that you're a breast cancer survivor, correct? Mm-hmm. So that kind of was a turning point as well, wasn't it? It was. So the first turning point was really in 2011 when I started writing the kindness column. And thank goodness I had changed my perspective and had my brain had kind of changed in that time period because by the time I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015, I was coming at the breast cancer from a totally different viewpoint than I would have a few years before that. So meaning when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I knew immediately that if I was going to go through this, there was some good that was going to come out of it for someone else. This was going to be an act of kindness for someone else who needed to hear my story. And so I started blogging daily at that point. Usually I blog once a week, um, but I started blogging daily at that point. And initially it was to keep my, my friends and family kind of up to date on what was happening because breast cancer takes a lot out of you. And I didn't have to go through the radiation or the chemotherapy. I, I just did the surgeries, a mastectomy, and then several follow-up surgeries. And so even just that part of it was so draining that um, I, I wasn't able to keep up the communication with everyone the way that I would have wanted to. So I started to do the blog and then um, just found that there were more people who needed to hear that. They wanted to walk through this and see the hope that comes through that. And so I knew that, you know, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to be fully vulnerable and fully open and answer anybody's questions about anything they want to know that I can tell them. And um, so that was, that was for a season and that was for about a year. And, and then after that, I, I now have, I, I speak about, breast cancer, but there's always a tie in to kindness. And many times when I speak into to, about kindness, there's always a tie in to those, those big black dots, the diagnosis, the disease, the, the death, all of those things. Yeah. Because I think when I heard you speak, it was an event the hospital was holding for women's health and it was tied into around breast cancer, but you really tied it into the kindness that people showed you and the kindness that you actually saw, you sought out to keep out of your own phone for breast cancer. Yeah. And you know, if you have any people um, tuning in, Melissa, that 
are going through something really hard, um, like a disease, uh, like a diagnosis like that, I think sometimes right away, um, if we're, you know, if we're, we have this group of people that come and they want to set up a meal train and they want to, you know, they're, 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 they're giving, they're helping. And it is sometimes because I am a proud woman and maybe you are too. Sometimes it's easier to say, I got it. I don't need your help. Or maybe you're going through a divorce and, you know, you're now raising a a couple of children as a single mom. You know, it's easy to be like, no, 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 I got this. I don't need your help. And you want to prove to everybody you can do it. But I have a friend named uh, Tammy Lane Joy and Tammy, um, really interesting story. She she was an Iraqi war veteran and um, had bipolar depression or has bipolar depression and um, suicidal tendencies. And she's the one who taught me through her website, Say Yes to Kindness. She taught me that when people offer kindness, sometimes they're not offering it for you. They're offering it for them. So she said on those days when I felt suicidal in my house, she said, I would say to um, the single mom I knew, hey, can I pick your kids up from school and, you know, take them for ice cream for a little while or something. And she said, when people said yes to me, she said, it allowed me to reroute my day. Um, it, It allowed me to not be scared of the next five hours of my day. And so that really changed my perspective on allowing people to help. And then the other thing was, you know, when those meal trains come in, people want to bring you food. And I always wanted to say, no, 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 no. My kids are picky eaters. I don't need anything. I can't ever repay you. Um, That I had to finally realize, like, this wasn't about me and how many meals we could eat in a week. This was the only way people knew how to be part of my journey and part of my story and part of my healing. And so saying yes to that was really essential for for all of us. And what? Keep going. Sorry. And the other thing is that people always feel like, well, I don't want to accept anything else because I can never pay this back. Like, oh, my goodness. You know what? When you have a big black dot in your life, you get a big pass on paying anything back. You don't have to write a thank you note. You don't have to, you know, pay it forward, pay it backwards. You don't have to do anything like that. As my friend Don Carter says, you don't have to pay it forward or pay it back. Just pay attention. You know, there's there's someone in front of you who needs you. Yes. And you know, that puts a whole new perspective, I think, on people showing kindness because you never know that maybe their kindness is because they need to do something. They need to feel like they're useful. Yes, absolutely. I totally believe that. Okay, let's talk about your hallmark. You're on Home and Family a lot. I get so excited when I see you on there. (laughs) Me too. It's the best in the whole wide world. And I'm so excited because I found out they're going to be, they were just Re, re-upped for another season. And um, so I'm I'm really happy because, you know, with COVID, you never know what's going to happen. And we are just in such dire need of good news, safe TV, uh, you know, just, just happiness that um, I, it's always a delight to know that the Home and Family Show is there. But that all started because my daughter when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, started sewing little uh, coffee cup sleeves so that, you know, your hand doesn't get too hot when you hold your cup. So she ended up um, asking those to, um, asking people to give a donation to get one of those. And the first year she raised more than, what was it, $5,000. The second year, yeah, second year was 11,000. And then by then she was giving the money to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. And so by then the national headquarters of Susan G. Komen found out about it. And um, and a company helped her get them into Walmart as a seasonal product for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so they Walmart ordered 206,000 of these. And at that point, the Hallmark Channel was like, oh, okay, like here's an adorable little girl who is, you know, I think she was 12 when we went on the show. Now she's 16. Uh, and and they, they invited us in and treated us like superstars. And, you know, it was a once in a lifetime experience. And uh, of course, because I was there with her, I mentioned that I happened to write about kindness. <laughs> <laughs> you plugged yourself in there. <laughs> Yeah, slid it right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten to go back three times 
And I was going to go uh, back right before COVID struck. I was going to do um, um, an interview about COVID was just kind of beginning and I was going to do an interview about um, keeping perspective in in times like this and when we're in our homes and things. But at that point, they, the show production stopped because they needed everybody to stay home. Right. So, um, yeah. So I'm hoping to get back out there soon with when the negativity remedy comes out. Um, so where do they film it at in California? It's filmed in California and it's filmed on Universal Studios property. So it's really super duper fun because I don't know if you've ever seen the show Superstore. Um, it's I think it's an it, I think it still runs. It's an NBC store, but they have a, a, um, a Superstore is about a store called Cloud Nine, I think it is. And and so the whole big Cloud Nine building is right there. When you drive in on the back lot, you can see it. And um, it's really so fun. One of my favorite shows was, um, um, oh, this is terrible. It um, has Kristen Bell in it and uh, the Good Place. The Good Place. Thank you. I'm like, Ugh. my daughter's a big Kristen Bell fan, so that's the reason why I know. <laughs> me too. Me too. I love her. So the Good Place set is right next to the set where Home and Family is filmed, and so I I got to you know you break, so I got to walk around in on on the in the town square of the Good Place next to the Froyo store and all that is it's wild it's wildly fun and I feel like a girl from South Dakota like what is this what am I doing um but yeah it's it's really it's special now when you started writing did you ever dream or imagine that you would be where you are right now with with the podcast with three books with Hallmark. You were even on House Hunters. I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow. And The Price is Right. Did you know I won a car on The Price is Right? No, I did not know that. See, kindness is contagious. <laughs> I went out to do the Home and Family Show. The last time I was out there, uh, no, the time before the last time I was out there, it was uh, fe in February of last year. And I went out and I wanted to do something very LA that was really free or cheap. And so I got tickets to the prices right. And I ended up on stage and I won a car. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, did you ever imagine? Um, yes and no, because I have a really deep faith. So I feel like God, um, God and I go on daily adventures together. And when you live life like that, it's impossible to feel like you can't do something because I feel like God can do anything. So why, why wouldn't he help me win a new car on the price is right. Right. And, and, you know, when, whether it's little things or big things, you know, I walk with him. So I feel like, of course, neat things are going to happen. I have that perspective now that I never had before. And, um, as far as the podcast, you know, I never imagined doing a podcast. I never imagined, writing. I'm not a writer. Uh, I was, I never consider myself a writer, but when I look back at what has happened in my life up to this point, I see so many things falling in line. For instance, I was Miss Wisconsin in 1997. So I learned how to speak in front of large crowds live. Um, I became a television news anchor. So I learned how to work in front of a camera and to think on my feet. Um, I ended up doing some radio things as well. So that helped with that. And then uh, I started, when I when I was a television anchor, I was also a producer at different points and a reporter. And so I had to learn how to write and to tell a story. And so I look at all of those things that have happened and, and they all fit in to the plan that God had for my life. Now, I'm telling you all of the, the good prep but when I talk to people who are going through things, especially, you know, high schoolers or, or younger people, and they just feel like, you know, why am I in foster care? Why am I, um, why am I hungry? Why, why do my parents not have money to help me do these sports? I always say, God is not punishing you. He is preparing you because someday someone is going to need your story. 
So for instance, when I was in third grade, I just got off the phone with my mom a little while ago. She's amazing. And I have to remind her, mom, everything, every choice that you made for me as a child was preparing me for what God had later. And so my mom uh, fell in love with a prison inmate when I was in third grade. And um, shortly thereafter, I was the flower girl in the prison chapel wedding. And I would actually go into the prison um, and I would visit with her husband and, you know, my mom and I would go visit him. And so you look at that and you take that one little thing from from way, way long ago. And then you fast forward. And I last year had a little boy, well, not just last year, but for the past several years, I've had a, a little boy that's very good friends with my teenage son. We met him when he was in second grade, and now he's going to be a freshman in high school. His mom has been in and out of prison. And the only person who could take him to visit her because of transportation, because of other legal snafus and things like that, the only person who could take him to see her was me. Wow. So who knew that even that would prepare me to be able to help someone else someday. So for anyone who's walking through something hard right now, like you are not being punished. If you're like, oh, good for you. You were on House Hunters and you want a car. It's so nice of you to go on an adventure with God every day. You know, it's a choice to take the pain and the joy and put them together and say, God, I give all of this to you. What can you do with it? instead of just holding that pain just for me. Because if I hold the pain just for me, I can have it. God will let me have it, right? Uh -huh. if you can match it with that joy and put it together and give it to him. He'll work it. He will work it. Well, I love that. Right now we got to pause for a little commercial break, but we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Summer Sunflower Fields at Odin Farming Company. We'd love for you to come visit with us. We're open Tuesday through Thursday and Sunday from 4 to 8 and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 9. $5 admission includes a visit with the pasture gang, the playground, the beautiful fields, and three flowers to carry home. So come see us at 1426 Claridge Nursery Road, Goldsboro. Check out our website, odomfarmingcompany.com, or follow us on social media. We sure hope to see you soon. Now, I love you. Also tell the story about your mom in, in Kindness is Contagious and how you finally gotten to where you didn't have such a great relationship with them because of the, what's the word I'm looking for? Because of the relationship with her husband, you mm -hmm. ended up living with your dad and now, you know, being able to forgive and have that relationship that you have with her now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, Melissa, how faith-based <laughs> your show is, but this Faith -based. Yes. You okay. Can. I was going to say, because this is a pretty faith-based, you know, I might yeah. look at people who don't understand this, but if you stick with me, I think that, that you can see um, how amazing it all is. But when I started this whole journey of kindness, when I was really looking for kindness around me, I would go into the grocery store and someone would say, oh, I know you. I saw your picture in the paper. You're that kindness lady. And it just felt like the wrong title for me because I knew how much bitterness I still held deeply. You know, I still knew that my mom would call and I just couldn't, I just, I couldn't have soft, gentle words for her like I should. I just couldn't engage the way that I desperately wanted to. Um, and, you know, that's on me. That was my perspective. It was, she had long ago um asked for forgiveness and just said she wished things were different i mean she long ago tried to make amends and i just couldn't quite make it happen and so when i got to that point and i realized and i could see that bitterness in me i did the only thing i knew to do which was to say to god god you you love her and i really really want to love her so show me what it is i mean of course i loved her she was my mom but you know, just to get to the point where I really, I liked her so much and I respected her so much. I just said, God, show me what it is about her that you love. And shortly thereafter, I think my heart was just more open to ask questions of my mom and say, you know, why did this happen? And what happened leading up to you meeting um, this inmate? And, you know, what was life like for you as a kid? And I learned a lot of things that, 
reminded me that really we're all broken and trying to make our own way. And um, sometimes we slip off the path without even meaning to. My mom never imagined um, what this would all entail. And I wish she was on here with you. I've done videos with her before, but um, because when you look at her, just kindness exudes from her, her eyes and her smile and her heart. And she really was the first person with her work um, as a teacher for English as a second language. She was one of my very first teachers because in our little town of 5,000 in Wisconsin that we grew up in, my mom was the one who taught all the people who couldn't speak the language or who, who were outcasts in this small town. And um, she became just dear, dear friends with people. And she still does that. She's, she still is um, teaching English as a second language in Florida. See, I don't know if you um, were able to research any of my background, but my husband, so he's really cute right there. He's in the background. He's a native of Mexico. So English is his second language. Oh, that I did not know, that it was yeah. a second language. Okay. Yep, English is his second. He came over when he was 16 years old looking for a better life. And we had a chance meeting 25 years ago, 26 years ago, we had a chance meeting and it was all, it was one of those Hallmark movies, you know, love at first sight. Like, was it really? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, did he have family here at the time or was he on his own? He had some brothers here, but that was about it. So it was like, he was, I think he was, we were both kind of in our, early 20s when we met. So it was like the right moment at the right time. And how long after that were you were you engaged or married or? We were engaged by December. We met in June, engaged by December and married the following April. That's my husband and I did the same thing. <laughs> it's like, boom. Oh, that's precious. That's now let's talk about husbands. Yours obviously is very supportive because you're going all these places and speaking all these, well, not right now because of COVID, but you're speaking all these places. So he's kind of have to do the dad thing, single dad thing when you're gone. So let's talk about that. Cause I know he's got a really hectic work lifestyle too. He does. He's a basketball coach, a college men's basketball coach. And right now we're at Northern state university in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And um, so that's a division two school. Uh, last year, the, for the past, I don't know, 12, 15 years, he's been coaching as a head coach. We've been at division one schools. So going to the NCAA tournament and all those kinds of fun things. Um, and it is, it takes a lot. It requires a lot out of a person um, to, to be the one in charge of a big program like that, that, you know, there's a big fan base, there are boosters and everybody wants you to win. And so what is a game for everybody else is definitely a livelihood for the coaches. Um, and so, but he loves it and he's made his career out of it. And from the day that we were together, the very first day, well, Saul and I, Saul's my husband, Saul and I grew up in Wisconsin in this little town of 5,000 together. I was in sixth grade and he was in eighth grade when I totally fell in love with him. And we didn't date until I was 22, 24. Um, and so I was very persistent for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> but my family had moved and things like that. So, but we got reacquainted uh, in my, in my early twenties in our early twenties. And I knew from that first date that he loved basketball, that he wouldn't be able to breathe without coaching basketball and being around those young men. And it was just really inspiring. And I knew that I loved my career in TV, but I also knew I could walk away from it and it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, and so we decided right away early in our marriage that we would follow his career path because whether you're a basketball coach or a TV anchor to move up, you need to move. And, um, we couldn't both be on the hunt for moving, right? And, and, and be entertaining those possibilities. So we chose to follow his career path and it, it worked out fine for me. I was able to get TV jobs wherever we went. And then at one point I just decided that I was, um, I, I was ready to be done with that. And I wanted to be at home and raise my kids. And, and I just felt like there was a different sort of 
calling for me. And so that ties in with the nine years ago when I was so, you know, I just had tried for so long. I thought TV was my purpose, but it wasn't really as fulfilling as I thought it would be. And, you know, nothing, nothing quite filled that hole. And so um, I stayed home. And shortly thereafter was when I had this kind of epiphany about kindness. And I started writing the newspaper column. And then people started asking me if I would come and speak about kindness. And so then I got really interested in doing research on it and and that sort of thing. And, and little by little, it just kind of grew into something that I couldn't let go of. And my husband saw that change. He saw the change that occurred in our household when our household became kinder, gentler, uh, less chaotic, less dramaful. Um, and I think he appreciated that, but he also knew that this wasn't um, a frivolous idea for me. This wasn't something I was just going to do to be cute and to be fun, that this was something that I just believed so strongly and I couldn't let go of it. And at that point, the kids were a little bit older and he was um, really just so great about saying, this is your time. This is your time. You have to go. Um, you have to travel, you have to go speak, you have to share this message. However that looks, we'll make it work. And so we have, and it's just, you know, it's been really neat. That's, that's what you were saying about the anchor job. That was God setting you up once again, using your story and taking you through that. So you knew later on you were going to be speaking in front of people. You were going to be yeah. you know, writing. You were going to be touching other people's lives because as honestly, when I heard you speak, you touched my life. Oh. And I'm hoping that now people hearing you speak now through this broadcast that you're touching their lives as well. Yeah. I, um, I, I like a, a guy named Bob Goff an awful lot. He has a book called Dream Big and um, Love Does and Everybody Always. And he's all about kindness and love and that sort of thing. But um, his latest book that just came out, Dream Big, um, asks three questions. Who are you? Where are you? And what do you want? And when you think about those, I was like, okay, well, who am I? Like, I, I, I'm pretty solid in my identity as a daughter of, of Christ. That, that makes sense to me. I am a child of God. Got it. Where are you? I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of here and there I'm speaking, but I'm not speaking and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. You know, I can get into those moments a little bit. And so to be able to identify that and say, um, I'm in limbo. I'm in a place of transition right now in my life. And I know that just before this next book comes out in September, like I know this is a point of transition. And then the final question was, what do you want? And I don't know about you, Melissa, but that question always stumps me because I feel like I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really know what I want. I want people to know about kindness. I want. And so finally, after a lot of, a lot of deep searching in, in my heart about that, I realized that what I really want is, is to reach every single person that God has destined me to reach. And that's it. You know, if that's one or a million or whatever, but if God is looking out for someone else and he wants me to speak to them from him, then I want to be there. I want to make that happen. And so, you know, that really helped me to, to really own the fact that, yeah, you know what, God does use us to help each other. And, and that's what I want to do. Now let's, are you still writing the column for since you've moved? I am. Yes. Yeah. We've had three moves since then. and <laughs> It still runs in North papers, newspapers in North Dakota and Minnesota. Uh, so it's kind of syndicated a little bit. Do you think maybe it may go national? It is syndicated just through the company that owns the owns the papers. So it's through their, it's called Forum Communications. So it's through their forum family that it's, we've never, so they own it. They bought the rights to it. They're, okay. yeah. Now let's talk about the new book coming out, The Negativity Remedy. That's coming out, you said in September, but you can actually pre-order on Amazon and I'm scrolling the link right now for you <laughs> so people can go. Well, you know what, Melissa, if people want a big deal right now, like I'm a big saver, um, I like a good deal. If people go to bakerbookhouse.com, 
there it's 30% off your first 20 books, <laughs> like 30% off. And then if you order 20 or more, like if you're going to do it for a book club or a Bible study or something like that, then it's 40% off if you order 20 or more. So that's a pretty great deal if people pre-order it before September. And then the other thing that I'm so happy about and I'm super excited about is I'm going to do virtual drop-ins to any group that hat that buys the book. And, and, um, so, you know, if there's a book club or Bible study or business group, whatever, anybody who, who gets this book and reads it as a group and emails me, um, I'm going to do a virtual drop-in. Is this, is there extra cost for that or just no. buy the book? Oh, wow. See no. how many authors do that. <laughs> free, free, free. Just read the book. And you know what? If I could give the book away for free to everyone, I would do it because I believe in the message in this book so desperately to change people's lives. But, you know, Baker Publishing says we have to charge for it. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody. But we can get you 40% off if you order 20 books. Yeah, I will say, I think it's kind of funny that I got the kindness is courageous because I, uh, contagious because I had the courageous one I bought at the event. Did not know that until I was like, wait a second, did I already have this book? I'm like, no, I had the episode. Oh, get you bought that, huh? That's cool. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was planned, but no, good. Let's see. We have a comment about pre-ordering. You said pre-order Nicole's new book and say big, the negativity remedy, unlocking more joy, less stress, and better relationships through kindness. And will be shipped September 1st. And there's the link going up there. Okay. That is Sarah. Sarah Tashin is a kindness warrior. She's part of my kindness team. I have three women who um, uh, keep the keep the boat afloat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they just make, you know, because if social media were only up to me, if, um, if scheduling, booking, speaking events was up to me, if, you know, sending out contracts was up to me, it would never happen. So. Yeah. I know how overwhelmed I am right now because I'm booking everybody and, and turning and going, coming up with the questions and emailing everybody out. So I know how much yes. more overwhelmed you would be. Yeah. Right. And so I'm doing that for the, I'm trying to find people for the podcast and, you know, and then, and that's even just staying at home. Once you try to move yourself anywhere else for the live speaking stuff, it becomes, um, it, it, it's like a whole bunch of cords plugged into your TV and you're trying to figure out which one goes to this Nintendo and which one goes to the VCR and the whatever that's, um, but luckily those three women, I mean, yeah, they, they're absolutely a gift to me. So how did you find these three women? So we're going to give them accolades right now. So how did you find them? Mm, I prayed them into existence. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in my house probably four years ago. This is right after breast cancer. And I'm getting a lot of speaking events. And I've got, you know, a lot of, a lot of requests for things. And I'm sitting there and I, I actually literally went to counseling. I went to therapy because I lost my joy in what I was doing. I was like, I have no business running a business. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just, I want to give up. And, um, I had a really good therapist and she talked me off the ledge, uh, helped me look at a long-term, you know, long-term what that might look like to continue to go or to quit. And I just threw my hands in the air and I said, okay, God, I want to keep doing this, but I can't do it alone. So if you want me to keep doing this, please send me someone to help. And um, and I I knew um, I'm not I'm certainly not a, a visionary. I don't get visions from from God um, frequently. But I um, was sitting in my prayer time uh, with God, and I saw three women walking toward me. And I was like, well, that's great, but I don't recognize any of those women. I can't see their faces. I don't have their phone numbers. I don't know who to call to say, hey, God said you're supposed to come work with me. Um, <laughs> so I just kept praying for these three people to show up. And um, and they did. And one of them happened to be someone who was in a Bible study with me who had just retired and ran a business forever. So she's great with finances. Her name is Teresa South. And so she was like, I want to help you with contracts and invoices and things like that, the business side of it. And then I had, um, I spoke somewhere and several months later, 
uh, a woman who was in in attendance. Sarah is the is her name. Sarah got in touch with me and she said, I was really touched by your message and I want to work for you. And I said, well, that's great, but um, I already have one person working for me for free. And so <laughs> like, we're not, I can't pay you, you know, it, it was embarrassing, but I said, I don't, I'm not generating enough income to really pay you right now. And she said, I, I don't want to be paid. I want to volunteer. Okay. Well, you can volunteer. And she has a marketing background. That is her thing. Um, she knows how to get people excited about things. And then we had a third person and, um, her name is Andrea Tice and Andrea lives in Iowa. And so we've got Ohio, Wisconsin, Iowa, and South Dakota. And Andrea heard me speak at a breast cancer event and she got in touch with me and um, just was, was there offering assistance every time to the left and to the right. She was just always there offering assistance, offering prayers, offering words of encouragement uh, to me and to the team. And so finally, um, when um, we had a, a third person on the team who was wonderful, but just got so busy with life, um, she had to step down. So then at that point, we asked Andrea to join us. And, uh, you know, so now now they get paid when I get paid. So uh, everybody works on commission, which is what a lot of speakers do. Um, so it's I still feel like they're volunteering, you know, but. I'm, wow. that. I got chills when you talked about the vision of three women walking towards you. That is just like so godsend, you know, of course, but it is, it is, it's, and it's the truth. And I wish that I could conjure up images every time I wanted something and say, Hey, let's make this happen. But that's not the way it works. You know, I, I, and I know that to be mature in faith means that sometimes you're going to just struggle mm -hmm. and, um, and that's the truth. But, Boy, I could not do what I do without without those three women. And I'm I'm so glad that you gave them their props too, because they they're on top of it. I will tell you that much. Yep, yep. The reason you got a book was because one of them sent you a book. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to me, it would still be on my counter. Like, oh, I gotta send that to Melissa. <laughs> So I can thank them for my birthday present. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so what's coming up for you next? I know you have the new book coming out, but with COVID-19, it's kind of, you know, your speaking engagements aren't really, unless you're doing Zoom calls. So, Yes. And uh, so this weekend, I'm moving into a new house across town. And uh, then we are setting up a virtual office for me with proper lights and, you know, cameras and microphones and all of that stuff. So we'll have all of that ready to rock and roll. I am doing a few virtual, I'm sorry, I'm doing a few in-person events coming up this fall um, in South Dakota. Things are a little bit different in South Dakota because we're so we're such a small population of a state. So I'll go to, let's say Huron, South Dakota and speak to 400 teachers that are getting ready to go back into school because we will be doing live in-person school in South Dakota. And so uh, we're doing that. And, you know, I've got uh, a couple of um, breast cancer events coming up, health, women's health events coming up that will be done virtually. And so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'm hoping that the passion and the love that I have for them and, and the transformation that can happen in their life. I'm hoping that can come through the, the screen. Um, but, you know, I just have to rely on, on God to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, any, I know I'm going to ask you this, but you probably don't know any chance you're coming back to North Carolina anytime soon. Cause I'm, you know, I would love to hear you speak again in person. <laughs> Um, it's not on the calendar, but I'd love to have it on the calendar. And, you know, the interesting thing is that we, um, when we were looking at the negativity remedy coming out in September, the whole plan, Melissa, was to do a 10 city tour. And so that would have brought me back to North Carolina and a lot of the places that I have, have spoken before. And I was so excited about that. And then, you know, now it's just not possible to do, it's just not safe to do that sort of travel. Um, so that's why we're doing these free 
club calls, you know? So if you happen to have a book club or you have a group of girlfriends who all want to read it and, or, you know, guys can read it too. Um, I, I will definitely be popping in for as many of those as I can get to. Yeah. I actually have a group that it's called um, a mastermind where three other women and we were like, help each other out in businesses and stuff like that. So immediately I thought about you as we were chatting. I'm like, I would love to have her come virtually speak at one of our Zoom meetings. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I will the wave of the future. We'll do it. No problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so new podcast, when does that come out? Uh we begin season four of the kindness podcast in September. It's uh it it's kind of after Labor Day. I'm not sure what the date is on that one, but it, we have a new podcast every Thursday every Thursday. Wow. And I want kindness column every Friday. So people can look for that too. And the kindness column that you can find where the easiest place to find it is on my website and that's braveandkind.net. Okay. Cause I have your website, nicolejphillips.com. Will you same. find it off that too? Same. It's the same. Both of those places go to the, they're just two different titles for the same website. Sometimes Nicole J. Phillips, people are like, okay, wait, is there an H? Is there one L or three L's? Or you know what I mean? People get um, confused about how you spell it. So that's why braveandkind.net is the other one to say. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and for taking the time out of your schedule to come on the blog cabin and see the blog cabin to chat with me. <laughs> You're a rock star, Melissa. Like, yay. And to think you overcame, you busted through your anxiety to make this happen. And now you're helping people, you know, just feel welcomed and loved and, and inviting them to the blog cabin. That's just so cool. I love it. So thank you. And if you're ever in Goldsboro, you are more than welcome to come and tour in person because I know I gave you a quick tour before we actually came on camera, but oh. It doesn't do it justice. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. I'll bring a blow up mattress and I'll stay there. <laughs> the it does not have a bathroom. I have to go inside the house for, for the bathroom, but it has a TV, air conditioner, heater, everything else. So I love it. Love it. So thank you so much again. I am truly honored that you said yes when I asked, reached out and asked you. Thank you. Thank you for asking. And um, many blessings to, to all of your followers, everyone who's watching this. I just know that you are valued and your kindness matters. Bye, guys. Have a kind day. Who knew that me and Nicole at an event back in the fall I would have her on my show. Heck, I didn't even know I was going to have a show at that time. She is truly a bright light. And if you ever get a chance to hear her speak, go. I will list in the show notes where you can buy her books as well as listen to her podcast. And remember, I have turned these chats in the blog cabin into not only this podcast, but Facebook Lives and even putting the interviews on YouTube. So if you want to see the face behind the voice, check out Facebook, Adventures of Frugal Mom, or check out youtube chats from the blog cabin thank you for being part of the chats from the blog cabin podcast and family don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review hope you have a great rest of your day be blessed and remember keep chatting <laughs>